0: Hey guys, this is the Geek Show Podcast, and I am the Geek, aka Nashville Geek, and I am joined today by a special guest.
1: Hi, I'm Special Nova, guys.
0: So, real quickly, we're going to talk about some stuff today that's happened. Uh, We're going to break down um, some interesting things. I have a little sad segment tonight, today, too, guys, so just... Be prepared. This is going to be a great episode. Um, first thing first, um, you know, I'm known as the Nashville Geek, so can't start this podcast without talking about probably one of the greatest comeback stories in professional football and college football. Um, the Tennessee Titans, which are now 8-5 for the season today, they beat the Oakland Raiders um, good God. Um, Oakland tied the game going into the half. Um, and Titans came back in that second half as the way the Tennessee Titans should be playing this whole season. Um, Nova, you watched the second half of that game.
1: Yeah, all I pretty much can say this is that quarterback, he has an arm and he has like accuracy, like amazing. Um... It pretty much went from 21 to 21 to 42 to 21. Pretty much they locked down the Raiders perfectly and kept them at that
0: point. Um, Tannehill, who took over as quarterback um this season for the Tennessee Titans um, since Marcus Mariota, basically it was costing them the season. Um, took over Titans and now possibly looking at a playoff spot. Definitely a wild card spot. Um, they got to beat the Texans two weeks in a row which next week they're going to be here in Nashville playing the Texans here in Nashville, which is going to be an amazing game. If Mary Oda not, oh, if do they bring Mariota back now? No. And that's been one of the questions that's been going around. Do they bring Mariota back? Tannehill has proven that he is the leader of that team. He's the leader of that locker room. Let that guy shine. Let him prove he could possibly win it us.
1: Yeah, because Mariota, he's – I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He's kind of becoming washed up, this new quarterback. He could lead the Titans straight to you know a playoff, and pretty much take the big win. Um, and then something else that's been interesting,
0: uh, UT, um, which if anybody don't know who UT is, University of Tennessee football, college football. Um, if you're a Vols fan, I mean, I'm gonna say it now, I'm not a Vols fan. I know Nova's not a Vols fan. Um, he's, He's an Alabama fan. Y'all can boo him right now if you want to. Um, I'm an MTSU fan and a Notre Dame fan. You can boo me now if you want to. Um, It it don't matter what your team is. You can be a Carolina team, college football. You have your team. You worship your team. Great. It's been a bad time to be a Vols fan in in the state of Tennessee for the last few years. And then – The season started off with one of the biggest heartbreak seasons I've ever seen in UT history. Um, And then they turned it around, and they've won every game since that that four-game losing streak at the beginning and have slipped into a bowl game, um, which they will be playing at the Gator Bowl, which is really awesome. Um, And it will be UT versus Indiana. Another great game right there um, on January 2nd, and that will be airing 6 p.m. Looks like it will be on ESPN, guys. So, um, But as an Alabama fan, Nova, um, knowing you've lived in Tennessee, huh, does this make you happy to see that UT is doing good, that maybe Alabama has have some competition next year since Alabama is starting to slide down
1: that same rabbit hole? Yeah, I can understand that everybody's talking about Alabama and everything. Yes, I'm in Tennessee. I am happy for them because they had an, a horrible couple years so far, and now for them to slip into a bowl game, everybody in Tennessee should be ecstatic, even if you're not going for them because this is our home.
0: So here's my question because I'm an MTSU fan. we've We've had bowl games every year, and – We get to this bowl game and we lose, and it's heartbreaking. Um, Notre Dame, same way. Sometimes we make it to bowl games and we lose. Heartbreaking. Is it heartbreaking for these fans if we did all of this to get into this bowl game and lose it to Indiana?
1: Here's my thought of it, though. We've made it to the bowl game for, I don't know, how long has it been since we were in a bowl game? It's been a two-year bowl drought. So pretty much I think we should be happy to be in it. But the
0: last bowl game we
1: were in wasn't even something as big as the
0: Gator Bowl. It was like – I think it was like the first financial bank bowl or something. It was something stupid like that.
1: Yeah, well, I can understand everybody's going to be rooting for their, you know, team and everything. Pretty much Tennessee versus Indiana, they're going to – pretty much you got to take into effect this. We haven't gotten to a bowl game for that two years, so we should be happy that we're still in one. But if we win, then – Tennessee's is going to go ballistic.
0: So here's my next question, I guess. Um, Alabama, you know, will probably this will be the first year that they will probably not end championship talks of the national championships. Um, I think this is LSU's year, year. LSU's year. They they've been undefeated. They look really strong. Um, so does. Um, there's another team out there. I want to say it's the Georgia Bulldogs that's looking really good right now. I can't remember. I don't know, I look good? Um, I think Florida Gators are looking good right now. Um, there's a few teams in the top five that are looking really good right now. I, I say LSU is going all the way this year. Alabama probably is not in that talk. but Anything we, can happen, though. I mean – I don't know. I, I I think guys, it's gonna. I think LSU is gonna be. Nice.
1: It it could I be LSU. The first
0: year when I sit here and say LSU right now will be national championships at the end of this season, college football season. It will be LSU. And when we come back to this talk at when we come back to this conversation when this national championship game happens, I want you to say I was right.
1: Okay, I'll take that.
0: Um, so let's go on to our second subject today. Um, WWE. They released some
1: superstars today. Yeah, some kind of big names for a little bit. Um,
0: so talking about that, like Luke Harper, Senkar have been asking for the release for a while. Uh, Luke Harper's been asking for his release for a year. For one year. Finally got it today. So did Senkar. asked what I've read and understood, Senkara is the first one. He wants to go spend time with his family. wants to do that. Um, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that, um, but Luke Harper, where does he go from here?
1: Honestly, I have no clue. He was kind of a big name with uh, Eric, last time I think. Eric Rowland, yes, yeah, yeah with Lindy that whole gimmick. very wide and all that. Yeah, that whole that whole gimmick. But pretty much, I have no clue. He might go to another wrestling. He might do what Senkar is doing and go with family. I
0: honestly, uh, I feel like we're going to see him on AEW in the next couple weeks.
1: If we see him on that, then good for him.
0: Um, But here's the thing. We don't know if these guys have a, um, sometimes when WWE releases guys, they have a 90 days no compete clause. Um, I don't know if that was the case with these guys since they've been asking for the release. If they're... It's um, kind of an interesting situation. Now, there was two other guys released today: um, Victor and Connor from the Ascensions. That one shocked me because they really haven't asked for their release, but WWE really hasn't used them either. So, do those guys? And those guys are young. Um, they were developmental wrestlers who were really good in NXT. Who went to the main roster and got buried. Um, which it does happen, guys. It's it been happening more often than you want it to happen. Um, like heavy machinery, I feel like that's a group that's slowly getting buried. Um, and oh, Zack Ryder and, um, Kurt Hawkins, a bunch of guys I feel like they're getting buried. A lot of those cruiserweights I feel like get buried. Sector Alexander right now is getting buried. Um, I hate to say it, um, the the new guy that came in on Raw, he, he's been getting a push the last couple of weeks. Really talented guy. Uh, reminds me of Eddie Guerrero. come uh, talking about Humberto? Humberto, yeah. yeah uh, Humberto. I feel like he's about to get buried. Like, they, Vince McMahon, if you do not fit Vince McMahon's mold, he buries you. Um, and I don't like that. Um, I mean, look how long it took Kofi Kingston as being buried to finally get to the the point he needed to be. But um Victor and Connor, um, I don't feel like they need to go to AEW. I don't think that would be good for their career. I feel like they need to go to a Ring of Honor or a New Japan. Um now Eric Rowan not Eric Rowan but Luke Harper, he can go to AEW and be perfectly fine because his career is almost over. He is in his late thir- late 30s, early 40s. He, he's, he actually came in very old, um, started old. So I feel like, yes, he could come in and go to that company and be fine. Um,
1: any comments on today's releases? Pretty much, I understand it. I grew up with some of these wrestlers. And It was fun watching him, like Senkara when he first showed up. I thought he was basically the new Rey Mysterio. It's sad to see him go, but I understand about the whole family thing. So,
0: and you might not, I don't know if you've followed us on enough to know that we are in what's called um, they call Black um, they call it Black uh, Monday usually is what they call it. But these releases started today on a Sunday. Normally, they happen on a Monday. So, and they would go all week long. Like, they would start releasing five, six people here and there. Don't be surprised if tomorrow we don't have more guys released. And on Tuesday, more released. And Wednesday, more. Because there's still people out there that are asking for their release. Like, um, and I'm going to break up this situation. Um, they have ACH, um, which y'all would probably know him as uh, Miles Jordan. What's his name in WWE on NXT? Um, I know him as ACH. I'm a big Ring of Honor fan. I knew him as that. Um, made, he got very upset about a t-shirt they made about him, said it was racism, boycotted WWE, said that he is no longer wrestling for him and is now taking bookings for other companies, while still on the contract with WWE, um, and is trashing and belittling WWE and everything like that, so I really feel like the best thing to do is to let him go. He's He's gotta go. Um, if not, it, it's gonna hurt them. Give the guy what he wants, because he's already ruined his career. No other company's gonna touch him. Um, just give it to him. I mean, nothing against ACH. Talented wrestler. Met the guy personally. Really good guy. But he even reached out and gave him some some advice that he didn't take it. Take your battles lightly. Because if you don't, you're going to ruin your career, boy. And guess what? He has ruined his career. Um. But on this list of people who could possibly get the least, let's go ahead and start thinking about this. Who do you think is... Possibly on this chopping block mm-hmm. of people who
1: could get released. Well, let's see. Who's the most like underrated wrestler so far, though? I mean, you I
0: think there's
1: NXT that can chop from there's
0: WWE, there's Raw, Raw
1: SmackDown.
0: And, I mean, you that could get again, a Zachary or Kurt Hawkins. I wouldn't be surprised to see those guys go. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Bo Dallas go. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see, um, which is, I would hate to say it, uh, Curtis Axel. Um, I mean, there's people like that. I mean, can you really think of any, like, honestly, like, I hate to even say this, Lucha House Party, what have they really done with those guys? They can let them go. Um, if you're gonna push these big guys like a Brock Lesnar in your company and a Braun Strowman and all these big guys, don't keep these guys around on contract, they ain't gonna do nothing. I mean they should release Alicia Fox. What's the last time you've seen her on television? Um I feel like Dana Brooke should be released. Much as that we just sell her, but they don't use her. Um Trying to think, is there any woman that we barely see on TV that they could release? Oh, Um, that's a good question. That's a hard question. That is a good question. Um, but that release list—I mean, there'll be some shockers on it. Like, I think a Drake Maverick, um, and as much as I hate to say it, a lot of EC3 is another one I think they could possibly release. Um, Eric Young, um, since they're not using Eric Young, uh, um, Mike Canellis, Maria Canellis, uh, ones that we don't see them using anymore. Um, hell, Elise Lana, you do us all a favor, WWE. That storyline sucks. Um, but speaking of WWE, um, and Special Nova doesn't even know about the, like, the names I'm about to mention on this segment. No, sorry. So I kind of am excited um, to kind of see your reaction to some of this. So today, there's been some tryouts at WWE headquarters over the week. Okay. Uh, I'm going to bring up some of these people, and I want you to get your feedback on it. Just from You might not know these people, um, but when I start bringing up what they're from or why they're, they're getting it. So, I'm going to start with first, Will Brooks. Um was um, an MMA fighter. He got his first WWE tryout today. Um, How do you feel about another MMA fighter in WWE?
1: Well, wasn't Brock Lesnar an MMA fighter? So, well, was... We-
0: um, so, is... Um, oh, my gosh, guys. I'm blanking on it. Matt Riddle, former MMA fighter.
1: Yeah, well... You see how Brock Lesnar turned out. It might be good to have a little bit more diversity, pretty much with MMA bringing into the wrestling ring. Put him against, you know, Brock Lesnar in in the actual ring instead of an octagon.
0: Yeah, but Will Brooks is a smaller MMA fighter, like a Matt Riddle.
1: Yeah, pretty much. It's the whole thing of you know David Goliath. So. Bigger they are, harder they fall.
0: So the next guy. We got a tryout today was Zach Carbonello. I think it's how you say it. Carbonello? I'm probably butchering this guy's name. Um, but He's from the show, the Jersey Shores. <laughs> he got a tryout today for WWE. And the look I'm getting right now is priceless, guys. I wish I, I, I had this on live stream so y'all could see the look. But how you feel
1: about that? A Jersey Shore kid is on there. From what I know about Jersey Shore, none of them need to go into wrestling. I hate to say this because, honestly, they act like idiots, but I'd like to see what they do with him, but I don't really see it going further.
0: I mean, Impact Wrestling had Robbie E, who was a reject of a Jersey Shore character. And it worked out really good for Robbie E. Uh, so, I mean, I, as long as they don't use that Jersey Shore type thing, I mean,
1: as long as they don't give him that gimmick.
0: Uh, a reality star, is became a wrestler in WWE. Um, and I'm going to, and I say this, I'm, I'm not trying to blow my horn on this, but one of the greatest wrestlers to date in WWE, to me, one of the most hardest working wrestlers was a celebrity from a show called The Real World. And his name was Mike Mizanin, a.k.a. The Miz. A lot of people don't realize he started on Real World.
1: Is that why he's named the A-lister and everything? He's big and all that now?
0: I mean, He started there, came into WWE, did the million, I think it was the million-dollar tough enough to try out. Didn't win, but I think he finished in the top four. So I mean, he did pretty good. I, I remember that class had him ride back, um, a few other guys, in it, and he finished in the top four. Came back, came in WWE, got tryouts, was buried all the time, was
1: swept under the his rug,
0: ass off, and now is one of the top WWE wrestlers. Yes, he does movies, guys. Yes, he you know has a reality show, but guess what? He has never been injured the whole time he's wrestled in WWE.
1: You better knock on wood when you say that.
0: Oh, he'll he'll tell you he's never been injured, and he is there every single week. He rarely takes time off. I mean, how great of a wrestler are you to do that? And I love the Miz. I've always have. I, I've always thought he was a great wrestler. Um, but reality stories do work in WWE yeah.
1: sometimes. Which, like you said about the Miz, he pretty much comes there. He's even told everybody that he cares about wrestling. That basically, that's his family. That he'll do anything for them.
0: Um. So uh, this next tryout makes me very. Um. These guys from Tennessee. Ooh. Um. I've got to personally work with these guys. Um. I've talked to them before. Um. They are Ring of Honor stars. They've been with Ring of Honor for the last four years now. If you don't know who I'm talking about, they are called the boys. The Ring of Honor. They were Dalton Castle's boys. Nobody have no idea who Dalton Castle is, but I'm, I'm going to explain Dalton Castle to you real quick. Dalton Castle is a guy, he comes out in and in literally his outfit He gets these two the t- Tate twins kind of like act like his slaves. They get down on their knees and he steps, uses them as steps to get into the ring and they get beside him, stuff like that. And he has a full peacock out. He swings up in the air and very flamboyant,
1: charismatic. That kind of sounds like a Ric Flair.
0: Oh, he's better. I love Dr. Castle. Um. Very, very fine. Boy, him and the double Team Dream would be a dream match. No, um, but the boys got a WWE tryout. Their Ring of Honor contract ended about two weeks ago. They got a tryout. They are known as now the Tate Twins. Um, they got the tryout. Hopefully, they they get. It. I would love to see another set of twins in WWE. Um, just because the Usos, I would love to see the twin, Tate Twins, the Hardy Boys, and. the um souls at audio boys in a match. That'd be awesome.
1: like, like a triple threat tag yeah, team? Awesome. Oh, that would be great. But then you would you would lose pretty much your mind and be like, who's who, who's who?
0: Um then the last trial. I'm really, really excited about this. Um female trial. Supermodel. Actual. Oh lord her dad is probably one of the most well-known actors you'll ever know. Her dad, is Steven Seagal. Oh, God, his daughter. Alyssa LeBrop. She oh, got her WWE tryout, and it was amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I heard about that.
0: She, Her and Charlotte would be amazing.
1: It depends on if Charlotte wants to, you know, share the spotlight. Possibly. She she she's always the you know spotlight holder, and always wants everything. Sometimes about her, most time.
0: Um, talk about tryouts and stuff real quick. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. I do want to see Dalton Castle in WWE. That's that's one I want to see come over, and I feel like. Michael Elgin should have already been in WWE. I don't know why he hasn't. I don't know why WWE has never picked him up. They need to pick him up. Um, I don't know why they haven't picked the kingdom. The whole group of the kingdom. I don't know why they haven't picked those guys up yet either. There's certain guys like I don't know why. Like WWE, I feel like they really lost out on getting the Young Bucks. And Hangman Adam Page and stuff like that, like those matches have been great in WWE, but no, they pushed you away to their own company, all the Wrestling stuff like that, and it just it sucks. Now we have two great companies on Wednesday nights. I tell you honestly, I'm split on which company I think is superior. Sometimes lately, I feel like NXT's been a little bit better, but watch it now this week. AEW will be better. I promise you, this week AEW will be better, because I've actually looked at some of the matches that's supposed to be on AEW this week and NXT. I'm more excited about the AEW card than the NXT card this week.
1: Yeah, the whole thing of the NXT and AEW, pretty much, they the AEW was basically made for people who got basically pushed out, I guess. That's how you could say it sometimes.
0: It was a company to say... They can do this on their own. They didn't need WWE.
1: Yeah, so basically it's like the ones that were rejected by WWE brought went over to there to give themselves a better chance at life in the wrestling world.
0: Um real quickly, Ghostbusters three, we're gonna jump on this real quick. Um since time is slowly getting away from us now. Oh yeah. Um, so the um, Trailer is supposed to launch and tomorrow the official trailer. Um, Paul Rudd and um, the new cast of Ghostbusters for this movie. Um, The original cast is coming back all except one who has passed away. Sadly, If you don't know who that is, then you are an idiot. You don't need to be knowing anything about Ghostbusters. Sorry, but I'm going to call it as it is. Um, Harold Ramis was an amazing actor, amazing director, and Mary's, I can say he was a main director because he has directed movies. If you've never watched Geo 1 and you didn't realize that was his movie, then you are
1: not a fan. I was mostly just a Ghostbusters fan. but um, what can
0: they, What can they do to make this movie good? Because this is not a reboot. This is a continuation of the first two movies.
1: Basically, you're calling this a passing of the torch kind of thing. It, it can be. It, it can be. Well, the one thing is, yes, all the old Ghostbusters, they're classics and they're amazing. Now it's time for the new generation to get their own ones. I could probably see Paul Rudd being the catchy one-liner guy in there, making it a little bit comedic. But I don't know which character he would try to play.
0: Um, I I guess we'll know tomorrow after the trailer. And that's the thing; like, we'll we'll come back to this story subject, but I didn't want to touch it. But we will be coming back to this subject next on the next podcast. Um, since the trailer will be launching at some point this week, we'll probably do another one Thursday, more than likely. Um, just because that point NXTs ran all the rest of the. Releases would have happened. Ghostbusters trailer would have launched. And by that point, we actually be caught up on the Mandalorian to actually talk about the Mandalorian a little bit, too. Um, Oh, I love that
1: subject when we get to that one.
0: um, So, um, subject four. Mm. Carol Spinley died today at 85. So, um, if you don't know who Carol Spinley is, um, he was the alter ego of Big Bird. Um, if you watch Sesame Street, or watched any kind of movie, then you know who he is. Um, more than likely, um, he's touched your life in some way. He's he's became a part of you, and you definitely should mourn the, the death of this man. He was a genius. He struggled a lot of playing this. If you never ever watched the documentary, um, of a movie called Being Bird, the Carol Family story, or the documentary, you need to watch it. It's an amazing story. Um, you see the struggles that man had, he had a lot of struggles. Um, there was a lot of times that he straight up wanted to give up playing that character and didn't uh, because he loved the kids
1: my whole thought process of this is I grew up watching Sesame Street and Big Bird was one of my favorite characters and pretty much everything that Big Bird did I loved it pretty much it made me happy most of the time and I hope that pretty much while he did the whole Big Bird thing he touched a lot of people's hearts like you said because I'm just gonna say that we lost one of the greatest people in Sesame Street. So
0: knowing knowing that we might be at the end of Sesame Street too, knowing Sesame Street took the hundred years almost. They talked about doing the show at the hundred year anniversary. Um now knowing that this man has died I feel like I'm okay with this now, with
1: the show ending. Yeah, I understand the whole show ending thing. It's been going on for, well, ever since pretty much. My grandparents were probably, or mostly my parents were still in diapers. And it's had a good run. Pretty much, uh, let's see, how how many uh stars from that show has actually passed on?
0: A few so far.
1: A few. Alright, let's see. Big bird like I said, Big Bird was one of my favorite ones.
0: The original guy that did um the mechanical a lot of the mechanical stuff for a lot of the characters have died. A lot of the puppeteers have died. I think the puppeteer for Big Bird originally died.
1: There is one puppeteer I remember died, and that was one that was for the count. Count was also my favorite, but Big Bird was still still my all-time favorite. And sadly, if anybody wants to go to an episode explaining the whole passing of a person, there's one episode where Big Bird makes a picture for somebody and makes them for a whole group of table. And he asked for one of the actors or people that, that live on Sesame Street. And they told him that he has passed on. And he said that, He'd give it to him when he get back. Well, they had to explain to Big Bird he's never coming back, and that part literally broke my heart because you saw Big Bird being the happy-go-lucky most time he was. Finally, figure out that some people leave they never come back. Any thoughts on that? I mean, and that's the
0: thing. Like Sesame Street taught you, life, death and that kind of stuff but they did that because they wanted people to know kids to grow up not being afraid of death either and um that 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 was always good lessons to learn um i I think it's weird that this death has happened while it's about the same time that the mr rogers movies hit theaters talking about his life and stuff like that, too. It, to me, it's always coincidental how a well that happens. Oh. But it's not because it. it's... I'm not trying to say that stuff is coincidental, guys. It's just stuff like that does happen. And it's always neat how that happens. I always feel like stuff like that, that happens in folk. Um, I don't know. It's just weird how that happens. Yeah. Um, but... Moving forward from this side. yeah, and um, so um, I'm gonna talk about something real quick that's not on our schedule. Real quick. Okay, go ahead. Um, speaking of Mandalorian and Disney Plus and stuff like that, um, so shows like Family Guy and stuff like that that are on Fox, or owned by Fox now. Um, I was reading an update about that today. Um, Step and. Fallin, Know if Family Guy will continue? Uh, he's not a hundred percent sure because um, Disney Plus has not found, Disney has not thrown out a new contract for him yet for the next season. Um, does Family Guy end this year? This is it. Is it's a show going to end? Uh, Simpsons is getting close to an end too, but that's because the direct the actual show producers will be ending the show. It's not because of Disney. Disney wants that show to continue. It's actually them saying that they're possibly in this. Um, Bob's Burgers might be seeing an end Um, because they were not renewed yet either. Um, Does Disney renew these shows or do they are they playing smart moves and not renewing them right away? I mean, whether they do? and if these shows do end, does Stephanie MacFarlane go to TBS like he did with American Dad? Like, what 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 options are out there?
1: Well, let's see. I've pretty much seen a bunch of. I think Family Guy was canceled one time.
0: It has was like, it's been canceled. Yeah, it was canceled for almost three years.
1: Yeah, and it finally came back up. Also, I'm talking about Disney they're a big name brand and if you don't follow their brand they sometimes well if they don't push these shows for another you know season or so it might be smart on their part but it would also be smarter to see how if pretty much they don't make it see how much the fans want it back and see how much the uprising becomes
0: um well as a of... January, the Fox brands slowly start airing on Disney Plus. Um, Family Guy is not listed to be one of those brands that are on Fox, um, which is a sign that possibly Disney does not want that stuff on their network. Um, so, I mean, it, it's it's not looking good. Semaphore is not feeling good about it, from what I can understand. Um, so, Hopefully, Disney will push forward, but we'll see.
1: My whole comment on it is if Family Guy does not get renewed by Disney, I think they can still get another deal at another, I guess, service. Like CBS, maybe. Like, I've grown up watching Family Guy. Yes, it's it's got a bunch of episodes that make me still wonder why the show even is on anymore.
0: Well, it's like since uh since South Park. South park has <laughs> even got the um, hashtag cancel south park right now because they want the show to end. they have like a contract for another, I think five or six years of Comedy Central. And uh, Matt Parker and Trey Stone are tired of it.
1: Also, I've grown up with South Park, and I love it. It's kids being adults, basically. Like, they go on adult stuff. And pretty much, yes, I've seen the whole cancel South Park. But I don't think the fans will let that happen because some people are hardcore fans of the whole show and love how it works and everything. But I do see them having to cancel it at some point. Because how long has South Park been going on for? Ah, uh,
0: when I was a kid, and that was like ninety eight or ninety
1: nine. I think when it started. See, here's the bad part about this. It's about time for the kids to at least grow up. Honestly, like that's my opinion. It's time for them to grow up and to quit being in the same grade. I think
0: they've actually went up a
1: grade. Did they really? I think they went up because they were in third
0: grade. Yeah, I think they're in fifth.
1: Third well, well, go to middle school. Show middle school problems because that's mostly what South Park was about—is problems or doing some stupid stuff. Go put them in middle school, high school. Show that, like, actually show real life situations on South Park. Um,
0: oh, next subject. Um, we're gonna talk about what's gonna happen next year with this console war. Um we'll have the PS5 coming out and then the Xbox D or Project Scarlet, as it's known. Um, yes. Um, so I'm going to go over some of the specs of the PS5. Um, the PS5 is going to have an 8-core AMD processor in it, which is amazing. Um, all-purpose SSD storage system, um, it will also be 8K TV support, um, a new VR support, and a brand new touchscreen DualShock 5 controller. Really awesome. Um, also, they are looking into being 100% backwards compatible. And i mean to play PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 games. And supposedly up to 1.3 second load screen. The fastest load screen times in history, um, which is pretty awesome. And it says game download speed times. Um, it's supposed to be 70% faster on downloading game speed times. Um, that sounds pretty dang awesome so far for the PS5. Um, so What's the Xbox 2 saying over there?
1: Well, it's apparently it's going to be four times as more powerful than the current Xbox One X. It's gonna have a AMD Zen 2 CPU it's gonna have a AMD Navi GPU running it. pretty much it's gonna it's also gonna be doing the whole 8k compatibility as the PlayStation and it's pretty much gonna be running games from 120 frames per second with full HD and everybody some people does not know it. They only know it as the Xbox 2. It is named Project Scarlet. It will pretty much be also backwards compatible, which is kind of eh for me because I don't know how far the compatibility will go. But I do know they're going to be bringing out more games for it. But as honestly, as a PlayStation fan, I still like to see the Console Wars.
0: Um I don't know. I think the war I mean so far to me i I'm, I'm kinda excited about this, but then I'm not. Um I think going forward the PlayStation War PlayStation's gonna win this war. Um, but then we have the few wild cards out there of either the new Sega system gonna be out next year, the new Atari system going will be out next year, Apple... On some kind of game system out there.
1: Now, here's the one thing. We're pretty much facing this part of it. Google has already came out with a console to try to join in the console wars. Honestly, I think that's some competition because Google has all this power. But I'm hoping that PlayStation can beat the, I think it's called the Stadio, whatever. It looks pretty nice, but it looks like an off-brand Xbox if you if you really want my input.
0: Um, this war is going. Um, so this episode of the Geek Show podcast is called Geek News Rundown. Um, just so you know this is the episode you're listening to it's the Geek Show Rundown episode 005 um, just so you have that information to make sure you are listening to the right episode um, real quickly um, I want to thank everybody who does listen to this show who does um, join us every week. special thank you my special guest host tonight Special Nova. Um y'all will be hearing a lot more from him. Um eventually we hope to have special G back on the show to do some challenges. Maybe we can do something more special, nothing special G, maybe a special challenge.
1: Mm, can't wait to have that. Um
0: also uh, um hopefully um next week the new episode we'll have we'll find out all the, all the releases. Um the Ghostbusters trailer, there uh, hopefully no deaths between now and then, but deaths are always in the threes. So um, please um, take those um, lightly because they usually do happen. Um, I do want to say that this episode of the Geek Show podcast um, is dedicated and is in honor of a good friend of mine. Um, Sid Hagen, who passed away probably about a month ago, if you don't know who Sid Hagen is, he was in a movie called House of Clowns and Corpse. He was also in a movie called Reject. He was Captain um, and a friend of mine. I worked with him at some conventions. I love that movie. Um, I didn't
1: even know he died.
0: Yeah. Um, a good friend of mine, this episode is dedicated to him. Um, I, I worked with some really good celebrities over the years and when I do get to meet them uh, I always feel like there's some kind of bond there because we always talk, we always have um, relationships and when I first sit on multiple multiple occasions, that man knew me by name, his family knew me by name and also emailed me from time to time um, they, feel sick. they actually emailed me and told me uh um, one of the first few times when he passed away. Um, I do wanna say, you know, that man was a very special man and um I loved him to death. So um wanted to bring that out there
1: today that um that did break my heart a lot when he passed. Mm-hmm. Uh wasn't he in did they put him in three from hell? Yes. yes. that um, was uh, probably his last movie maybe. Or... Yeah, he wasn't in it long.
0: Um, hell, spoiler, he watched it. Um, his character dies within the first thirty seconds of the movie, maybe in a minute in the movie. Um, out of all the characters, his actually goes to death row and dies. Um, and the other two escape, but um, they they do get a new character. They they bring into the movie, so that movie was pretty good. I but still have not seen somebody, it, but. Honestly, has as place That's why he they didn't have his character in them. And you watch you can tell that he did not look well. Um, he was very sick, and um, hopefully, um, his daughter and his wife. You know, my my thoughts and prayers will go out to those guys all the time because they were amazing people. Um. Let's see. Real quickly, <laughs> down here. um, anything you want to touch base on before we end the show tonight?
1: Not really. I think we covered all the bases, but I'd like to thank you for letting me join you.
0: Um, one last thing. Um, I don't think I've had a podcast since this has happened. Last one I really did was around WrestleMania time. Um, <laughs> We've had a lot happen um, in the MCU. Um, um, give you a heads up on Baby Geek, um, which I, I, I'm gonna call her um, Baby of Geek or Baby Geek. Have y'all want to call her? Um, she is walking now. She is very into a lot of things, uh, but awesome. Um, actually, be uh, a. Stranger. Um, So that's tough and great. Um, So if you know, um, spend as much time with your daughter as you can. I work a lot so I don't spend a lot of time with her but when I do, I enjoy it. I enjoy every moment of it and I make sure to make moments that she'll maybe remember. Um, Yeah. Don't I guess advice there is yes, people do the work and make livings. But also make time for your kid too. That's what that that's that lesson there. I try to. I mean I really do. I try to make as much time as I can for her. Um I even try to make time for uh for Kitty Geek. But, you know, she She's a butthead and doesn't want anything to do with the geek sometimes, so you know, But she she's in her own little space. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, she walked right by me just and just completely stuck a butt up at me. So that's that's how much I am her right now. Um but um coming up towards coming up things. um next week, we're gonna do another one, do a cover um kind of a Ghostbusters, like I said, the uh, part, other parts of the release. Um, I'm gonna try to have guest on here in the next two weeks. Well, that should be fun. Um, I'll announce that on our Twitter page, so make sure to keep an eye on that, and Facebook page. Yeah, we have a Facebook page too, so make sure to follow that. Um, we won't have any Walking Dead recaps. We used to do that for the finale. We probably will not do it this season since I am behind on the show. Sorry, guys.
1: Um, so am I. Um, it's just I don't feel like it's been as good as normal. Not really. They Some of those characters that they took off in the previous seasons kind of cut ties with me a little bit.
0: Well, on that note... Guys, I am the geek. This is Special Nova. Please check us on Twitter, Facebook, or us, the Geek Show Podcast. Everybody, geek on.